<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, well, welcome to the bullpen today, guys. My name is Les Vogler. I'm with Vogler Siemens Center, Nebraska Bull Service, and Vogler Cattle. Uh, and uh, today I'm flying solo. Uh, Lauren is actually at home uh, working, and I'm out uh, just screwing around. So today we're going to be joined by uh, Bruce Cuddy, High Ridge Farms from North Carolina. Bruce, uh, why don't you tell me just a little bit about your operations, High Ridge Farms, and where you're located and what you what you do. Uh, my primary income is a turkey business, and I produce fertile hatch and turkey. Fertile turkey hatching eggs, we produce about uh, 250000 a week, and we sell them to major uh, major integrators uh, basically around the world. Sideline, we own quite a bit of property. We have registered cattle, and I've had cattle since about 1988, I guess, is when we got started. And we're both Angus and Sam Angus. Um, we're, we're what I call a primary breeder. We, we supply uh, local people here with their bulls. Uh, here in the in the southeast, as you well know, there's a lot of uh, chicken and hog farms and a few turkey farms. And uh, these people have a lot of litter to get rid of, and they uh, have a lot of grass. We have big cow-calf operations. I should say big. We have a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the probably the average cow calf guy down here is fifty. Uh, we've got some guys. Uh, my neighbor over here, he he runs about fifteen hundred cows. Uh-huh. Um, so so we supply them, and uh, you know, as you well know, I I love to show cattle. We don't go to a lot of shows, but uh, we try to produce cattle that uh, are not only performance based, but also phenotypical, phenotypically attractive. Sure. Thing I nothing I hate worse than an ugly animal you know, we try and make them attractive but still put a lot of performance in them and uh, uh, that's, kind of, that's kind of what we do we use a, a lot of AI a lot of embryo work um, we have purchased some, some really good bulls here that are at AI studs uh, uh, matter of fact you've had at least one that's your stud so we, we try and be very involved in the business but it's not my primary income okay so tell us I mean you, you mentioned the turkey how, how did you get started in that well Back in 1950, my dad bought a, a small turkey farm in Canada. I'm basic 1,500 turkeys uh, back in 1950. And together we build it up to where uh, with uh, producing turkey hatching eggs and uh, and our hatcheries, we actually produced over 20% of the baby turkeys in the United States back in the 90s. The, uh, that company got dissolved, got sold off, and um, all my brothers went different ways. I stayed in the turkey business. The others didn't. And... Um, that's how I got into it. I I was born into it basically. And uh, you know, once you get once you see it's cattle, you get in your blood. If it's tree, if it's feathers, it gets in your blood. Whatever you whatever you know the best, uh, you do. I think. Yeah, exactly. Now, do you notice? Have you noticed much correlation the way the turkey industry or the poultry industry has gone as to where you think maybe the beef industry is headed? I discussed it the other day or talked the other day. I've done a little more research than I had before, but. But basically, you know, we're we're looking at. Let's just talk chicken because chicken's the main competitor here. Right. You know, ch- ch- chicken's got a one point nine one or two 
pound feed conversion, where cattle six pound feed conversion. So yep. obviously we got a lot more cost in cattle than we do in chickens. You know, we turn turn the chicken from 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 egg to egg to consumption in less than ten weeks. And, 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 and cows, you know, or cattle, we go, you know, from the gestation through the growing period and then slaughter, we're probably too close to two years. So, so what's happened is, is, is we're cheap, cheap, cheap chicken and, uh, they're just, they're just gobbling up to everybody else. Uh, even the turkey business, we haven't increased that much. We've only gone up, uh, on, on consumption. We've gone from, uh, Oh, what is it here? Six pounds to about uh, sixteen pounds per capita. Where uh, uh, chickens gone in since nineteen sixty? We were we were eating twenty eight pounds of chicken. This year we're this year we're going to be close to ninety five. Wow, that's a two hundred and thirty five percent increase. Where we peaked out in beef, and I'm looking at these numbers because I looked them up knowing we we're going to be talking this morning. We peaked we peaked in beef in nineteen seventy six at ninety four pounds per capita. Today. Today we're 57. That's a minus 40%. So, you know, chickens are going the right way for them. Beef's going the wrong way for us. And I, I don't know how to solve that problem because, uh, you know, beef's becoming a, an item that only the more affluent people can afford. Um, people on lower income, they're going to eat the cheap meat. And then the second thing is the beef industry controlled by three or four people. Not that the chicken business isn't, but the chicken business is so integrated that they've got their costs down so low that they're, they're you know and so huge. But we're we're eating nine billion chickens a year. And so and you know, and uniformity too, which is what we don't have in the cattle business. Right. Yeah. Whether it's in, and do you see in, in the chicken or the poultry businesses it's mostly I it's not uh it's large very large operations. I mean, it's not like the local cattle farmer out. Uh, when you get to these, pe- you know, the chicken, the chicken houses. You know, like you say, they run what six cycles a year through there, feeding them out in fifty to sixty thousand birds per cycle. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't like I don't like what's happened in the poultry business. I hate it. Yeah. Because I like that when we had a lot of independence, but they just can't afford it. They can't afford the swings in the market. And and what happened was two or three. Uh, you know, big companies just took over. And the same thing happened in, in, in turkeys to a certain extent, although we do have, some, you know, a few co-op, uh, you know, cooperative turkey plants that are doing extremely well. Right, exactly. Uh, but but the thing we've done in both those industries, both chicken and turkey, is we've got uniformity. I mean, every, every chicken going down the line is exactly, exactly. the same. Yep. I think we've got 1,300,000 livestock farms in this country. I mean, yeah. you've got, uh, you know, a million different feeding programs, a million yeah, different yeah. breeding programs, so you don't have the uniformity we have in the poultry industry, so you, you're at a disadvantage there also. Right. Yeah, that's why, That's why, in my opinion, some of these producers that are creating their own programs are, you know, to try to market uh, their genetics uh, and try to get a lot of kill data on them and stuff uh, to see exactly what their meat uh what their product looks like are yeah. gonna, that, that they're going to be they're going to sell their stuff for a premium down the road the way I see it exactly so. exactly getting back to what we do here you know we're a small operation we only run about 140 cows yep uh, but we we call very very hard and you know we run 140 cows and Val can tell you in my sale coming up I'm only going to have 25 bulls yeah so that tells you how hard I call them right I mean, 
if they're if they're not performing all the way through, they're gone. Yeah. So when when is your when is your sale, Bruce? Uh, Friday, November the first. And it, it's located there uh, at your farm in North Carolina, or, or where yeah, is it? Yeah, Albemarle, so. North Carolina. If you look up High Ridge Farms dot com, you can see some pictures of our operation and the cattle, and uh, um, you know, get a little explanation of what we're doing. But right. it's HighRidgeFarmsNC.com. Yep. Now, how, how many sales have you had so far? Well, you know, back in the day, you know, being in the poultry industry, it swings a lot. So <laughs> that started with sales of meat in 1994. And, you know, that was a big one we had. And then we've had some smaller ones in between. Yeah. Uh, right now, consistently, we just had a big sale last year. We're having another one this year. But we've basically been selling private treaty. Now we're a little bigger, and uh, we need somebody like Val's assistance to come in here and help us. He and Lori run a very elite operation where everything they do, from their advertising to the catalogs to everything, is first class. And that's. And I think when you mentioned Val, I think we're talking about Val Evans-Spocker. With, uh, how are you doing this morning? Doing great, doing great Les. I hope you can hear me all right here. I'm flying down the road here. Yep, yep. Just, just, just watch out for tickets. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, no, everything is, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we uh, uh, enjoy what we do. We enjoy the, the beef industry. We've, uh, Lori and I have been blessed to, to work for uh, some great breeders uh, for uh, over 30 years now in this business. And uh, uh, we got to know Bruce uh, back in the 90s really good. And uh, you talk about a person that is, very disciplined in what he does, no matter if it's in the poultry industry or the beef industry. Uh, Bruce has always been fun to work with because uh, uh, class is uh, number one, and uh, I'll tell you what, Bruce has got it and got a great operation. Yeah, I've 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 come to uh, to know that quite well just within the last few months working with Bruce. Just some of our conversations on on the phone and stuff. Uh, he'd call me, and I have to pull over in the truck just to talk because he'd he'd be saying stuff, and he goes, "Les, I'm going to tell you just like it is." I have to pull over because I was laughing so hard sometimes. Uh, he seemed, you know, great great guy, and uh, it, Bruce Bruce tells it like it is, and that's and that's what uh, that's what I really like. And Val, I remember you you grew up in Seward, Nebraska, right? That's right. There's Beaver Crossing, little yeah, town yeah. in Surge County. Yeah, yep. I re- I don't know if you remember or not, but we we used to show against each other back back in the day, and back at the absolutely. Yep, back in the state fair. Mom was telling me the other day. They remember when you used to have the showmanship contest. They'd take the top ten, and then they would take your calf out there and they'd wet it down and bring it back in, and you had to dry it up and fit it in in the finals. And I yep, absolutely. I, sure. I I think we're probably about the same age, and it might have been the last year. And I was bound and determined. I made the top ten, and you were in the top ten. And I'll be damned if you didn't beat me again. <laughs> so, but, oh, the good old Garvin, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. That was it. Was it was a lot of fun. Yep. Val, you want to give us a little insight on some of the cattle you're going to be selling out there for Bruce? You know, uh, I tell you what, Bruce has got a really good set of Angus uh, uh, genetics that uh, he's compiled over the years. Uh, and I would say more probably uh, a good-looking Angus with a lot of performance in them. And then we went after a select group of Sam Angus genetics that, uh, again, good-looking cattle, still have really good numbers as far as APDs, and then have the gas in the tank to help these guys buy his bulls that will have performance and be able to have a calf crop that they can sell 
at their local markets or wherever they have their niche to sell them. And uh, I get back to the point of uh, our slogan in our in our company is for the love of great cattle. And if we don't concentrate and continue to produce really good top genetics, you know, as Bruce talked about, the competition between the poultry, the pork industry, and the beef industry, competition's awful fierce, and we have to produce a high-marbling, tender piece of meat that uh, we can compete in the marketplace. Yeah, he's so, exactly. Uh, so working with Bruce, it's always interesting because he is some of his closest friends have some awfully big companies that uh, know exactly what's going on across the meat industry, and uh, it's always fun to visit with him about it because you get a real insight of what's happening and what we need to try to strive for in the beef industry. Exactly. So, I mean, tell us now, Bruce, do you guys, uh, obviously, I haven't been to North Carolina at one of your sales yet, but I plan on coming. Uh, do you have, uh, is it a video sale? Do you run them through the auction ring or, or how do you sell no, the No, it'll be video, video sale, video. Okay. Yeah. So you're probably going through the process now, getting them pictured and videoed and stuff for all I've that? Got, or? I've got like 10 more cows to video and I'm done. <laughs> I like the way you say you're done. That's always, that's a lot of fun, isn't it? That's a pain in the ass, <laughs> I mean, to tell you now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> especially especially here when it starts out at, like right now it's probably 65. Yeah. And on a, on a normal day by lunch, it's 90. Yeah. And the cattle, you, you've only got like a window every morning of right. a couple of hours to take them. Otherwise, otherwise, the cattle are standing there panting and trying to go through the fence and everything else, you know. So right. Yeah. All, all our cattle are extremely docile. I, yep. I'm 73 years old and I've been hurt too many times. So if they even show <laughs> their ass at all, they are gone. Yeah. I hear, I, uh, I hear you. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, uh, you talk about stressful times. I, I don't know about you, but that, around here, a good bush light is great after picture day. Well, that always brings out the best in everybody on picture day and radio day. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, it's it's a different. I think we speak a different language. Well, well I'm talking that, about you know the one thing, and I will share quick like, and then I'll uh, Bruce talk there. But we're going to more video sales all the time. Yeah, and it's it, it's good. I, it, one thing, it's stress off the cattle. It's stress off of people trying, you know, to get cattle through the ring and stuff like that. We don't want to get anybody hurt. Right. And, uh, you know, they always talk about welfare of everybody's uh, cattle and they always talk today about taking care of your livestock. Well, it's a great way to sell your cattle. It's a great way to be able to uh, uh, exhibit the uh, genetics that you have and no stress. And uh, we're going to be here next week. We'll have... Uh, Walsh dispersal in uh, West Point, Nebraska at the, at the West Point Livestock Auction. It's going to be all video. We're going to set up TVs there, and it's going to be all video. So it's one of those deals where it's, uh, more and more people are getting used to it, and uh, it's just yep. a way of the future. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree, and it's, it's, uh, it is, it's, it's great to get those pictures and videos, but uh, I, in my opinion, I still strongly encourage people to go look at the cattle live once or, or have Absolutely. some or have somebody you really really trust look at them don't just rely on a picture or a video before you before you jump in on something so it, it, it that just that's just my opinion i don't know but they're they're great and i love them because we have a couple sales and that's what we do but uh 
we don't run anything through the ring. It's just all on video. But uh, I think you're going to see more and more sales like that all the time down the road. Yep, absolutely. Anything else you'd like to add to this conversation this morning, Bruce? Or Well, listen, I didn't mean to uh, really push up the poultry industry and knock down the cattle industry. What I'm trying to say is that poultry industry in the last 40 years has gone totally integrated. Yep. It has it has been the greatest thing in the world for the consumer because they get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper meat. Yep. It's been it's been the worst thing for the producer because now you're a slave to the integrator. And I I personally probably won't see it in my lifetime, but in the next twenty twenty to twenty five years, the cattle industry is gonna be totally integrated. Yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah, I think it I... cannot stay the way it is. So people better get prepared. You know, if you if you're working for an integrator like Tyson or something, believe me, you will do what Tyson says, yeah. or else you will be uh, without cattle. Right. So exactly. uh, uh, something's going to happen here. I see Walmart's already started with 44 farms. I'm sure you've heard about that, haven't you? Yep. We're 44. You know, all the genetic all the genetics going into uh, 400 Walmart stores have got to be 44 farms based. Yeah. So that that that's the beginning, and and I can see it going once it starts. Oh. And, and it's already it's already started because they dropped the price, and that's the first indication when they start controlling the in the, you know you know their input price, which they're doing right now. There's going to be more and more. I see more and more dispersals, more and more people going out of the business around here just because you can't sell calves for a dollar twenty a pound or a dollar ten a pound. No, no, you're exactly right. So, but I, you know, what would you, you know, what I don't would have you do? Any solutions. I'm not a wizard, but but you know, we we give the national cattlemen's or whatever the hell it is two two dollars every time we run through one through the ring. Yep. that's like a hundred. That's a, that's that's hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Sure. You know yep. what do they do for you? Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. So maybe a lobbyist, which is overpaid. Yeah. You know. You, you know. You know. I hate. I hate to. Get on my soapbox, but you ask me some questions, and I'm pretty, well, I'm pretty blunt about this. Okay, now, but perfect. You, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna put a couple hundred million a year into a program, go build a damn plant. Yeah, go into competition with these guys. Well, that's, I saw it happen in the turkey. The chicken people never did it. Turkey yeah. people did. There's four or five uh, in, uh, uh, co-op plants around here in the country. One in South Dakota. One in Virginia. Uh, one in Iowa. Um, that's all I can think of, right? But they're, they're the one in Michigan. Okay, There's yeah. four huge plants that are co-ops, yep. and they are doing great. Yep. So, uh, you so, know, what they do, you, you get a niche market, and you go after that niche market, whether it be supplying beef to a, to a you know, a, somebody that makes sandwiches or whatever, you know, uh, uh, somebody's got to come up with something instead of just thinking about going out here breeding cows. Yeah, so, so I think... If I understand right, maybe one of your suggestions is instead of that two dollars, maybe some of the producers start and then put up their own packing yeah. plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean. Well, look what Mark Gardner's done down there at U.S. Premium Beef. Yeah, just look at that. Yeah, exactly. So that makes those, those guys are very successful. Right, makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's Gardner Genetics. Hey, that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but but they've got a more consistent program because. I hate to stand at a, at a, at a car killer Tyson plant and look at the cattle coming in because if for every thousand coming in, there's going to be five hundred different sizes. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know where to go, and I'm too damn old to screw with it. But but uh, <laughs> yeah. I think you got some great ideas, and I, you maybe need to speak up, speak out a little more. Well, 
Well, I'd like people come see me. I enjoy people coming to the farm or coming to our sale or yep. calling me or, you know, texting me about the cattle. You know, we've had, with Al's assistance this year, and I've learned a little bit about Facebook. I'm not, believe me, you, 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 you've got your PhD in Facebook. I've been thrown, uh, I've been thrown in jail a time or two. Hell, I mean, you're on there <laughs> 10, 20 times a day. I tried to get on there last night. I almost screwed up the whole damn telephone. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my wife threatens to throw the phone away sometimes. She goes, "What the hell are you doing now?" I said, "Well, just, just, just doing business, honey." Oh, but God. It, it is, it is a great, it is a great marketing tool. The whole social media, and then, and then uh, oh yeah, and then, yeah. Li- then like, yeah. what, then like what we're doing today. And I really appreciate the two of you taking time. Uh, to come into the bullpen and and uh, put this out there. So uh, anything, anything, and that's kind of why Laura and I wanted to do this. It was help, it was to help promote our customers and what they do and their thoughts and stuff. And if we can get maybe get the ball rolling somewhere on some ideas, you know, more power to it. So uh, yeah, because every everybody everybody's got a story, and I think their story needs to be told. And uh, I loved visiting with people about their different operations and learning about it because. Uh, None of us are never too old to learn, or maybe you know think about things in a different way. And it's and quite honestly, it's it's a lot of fun because of make a lot of friends like you, Bruce and Val. And uh, I'm pretty sure if if not myself, my brother Lauren, one of us, is probably going to be out there the first November. You know, oh, great. go through go through your stuff, look at your operation, and uh, and visit with you. So, hey, thank you, thank hey, you. You but uh, well, just. Hopefully, some people go to our website, highridgefarmsnc.com, and take a look at our cattle. And uh, we're always welcome at the farm. And anything we can do to promote the industry or help yep. our customer, we're, we're open to it. Anything. Yep, that's exactly right. So, and and same with you, Val. Safe safe travels. I know you're busy as busier than a son of a gun right now. A lot of sales coming up, but it's it's really getting into full swing with you. So, uh, you and your wife Lori, be safe. Uh, and we'll see we'll see you down the road, man. So, okay, thank you, you very bet. much. Okay, Bye-bye. thanks everybody for listening to this episode of the bullpen. And uh, for more information, go to our websites, Vogler Seaman Center or Nebraska Bull Service. Thanks again. A Parkville Media Production.